I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking Wow. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem Championship Sunday recap. End of season recap. We're recording this on Wednesday night, May 25th. Uh, Patrick, question for you. Please. This isn't a question. I already botched it. Uh, Imagine not liking football. Uh, What is no? Correct. You're on the board. Thank you. Uh, I'll have next question for 400, James. Imagine not liking football. How could you? Yeah. That was the the caption extreme extravaganza across all social accounts. BBC websites, etc. But it's just so clear and plain to see on days like these. Championship Sunday, Patrick. The range of emotions I experienced, we experienced on Sunday, was nothing short of schizophrenic. Yeah, there was... I guess what were there... There were um, four four things hanging in the balance. Four things of you know tremendous substance hanging in the balance. And really... Tremendous, uh, yes. Three of them, three of them took us uh, all the way to the end. Uh, so it was a it was a fun day, fun yeah. fun day. We'll get to you, Patrick, but you were you were at least spared a little bit of pain. Um, was I? It was Fair a dig- it was a dignified, <laughs> yeah, dignified Spurs showing that only let it go to the 16th minute or so. But we digress, Patrick. Let's start with the meat and potatoes, and in the spirit of. The pure schizophrenia we all experience. Let's do it chronologically. A little play-by-play breakdown. You got Man City at the Etihad. You got Liverpool at Anfield hunting down that title. Part one, Patrick. Wolves score right out the gate at Anfield. Right out the gate. And that's your classic. What you got there is your classic title deciding day opening gambit. That's like Mm -hmm. pawn to G4. Seasoned vets know not to read into that. That's child's play. Uh, Mm -hmm. Liverpool get their equalizer in in the 24th minute. We're... Am I, am I right there as far as like yeah and it was the cat amongst the pigeons for you it got a um it did get to the point where I was I was you know questioning if they would get it done but as soon as Wolves scored I was like Liverpool is going to win this game I didn't I didn't think I never thought Liverpool was going to lose that game it was a double down moment in the earlier stages but they did take what was it I guess we'll get to the uh, the the time it took them to score their uh their second uh but I I, I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't fall for that trap. It certainly mm-hmm. made the math interesting as other events unfolded. Uh, but it was, yeah, nice little way to start the day. Let's get nice us little, talking. Nice little ease in to get the old first goal of the day. I believe across across the board, entire even the game right. had nothing at, at stake. Right? No, I know totally. I think you're right, and uh, it's so funny you say that because in my mind it was almost like a double down. Like, oh, you guys scored way too early. Yeah, you like, gotta this be. Is, you gotta be nicking that one in like the fortieth minute. Yeah, like this is a net negative for you guys. I don't know <laughs> what you're doing. You just woke them up. <laughs> uh, sequ- sequentially, Patrick Villa take the lead against City in the thirty seventh minute, and the boat starts to rock a little bit. It's just a goal, but City aren't playing well. 
But it's something. Villa's in the lead. You know, at this point, Liverpool have already equalized on the hunt for another goal. The boat's rocking. Uh, cut to the 69th minute, perverts. It's another Villa goal. And it's who else? It's Philippe Coutinho. Makes it 2-0 against a lifeless, flaccid City team. And suddenly, reality starts to hit. It dawns on you. This is actually happening. The quadruple of destiny, Stevie G right in his wrongs. How could it have gone any other way? I, at that point, James, I thought it was, that's when I started to question, can Liverpool get it done? Because now the pressure's on, all you got to do is get the win. Right. You now need the goal. Uh, There was no part of me, James, though. I did think about it. I was thinking, how much would City have to lose by? For Liverpool to win on goal differential, <laughs> you were playing. You were playing the goal difference yeah. game way too dangerously. Oh, it's a, it's if you want a real reckless way uh, to spend your your waking hours and and uh, you know just adopt insomnia. Yeah, start playing the goal differential game about four or five games out, uh, and and you're you're going to have one of those Pepe Silvia maps pretty quick. You James. start calculating goals needed per X amount of minutes. We've all been there. Yep. Absolutely. But what was it? Yeah, they would have needed another, uh, <laughs> I think, another like four, four or five goals. So that yeah. wasn't in play. But that was when I started to doubt, will Liverpool score? Yeah. And this was in the point where, you know, for me, this was my nightmare realized, staring me down the face, Liverpool, you know, winning this and going on to win the quadruple this upcoming weekend. I was in the bargaining phase at this moment where it was, oh, well, wouldn't it be wild if Liverpool didn't score again? And then didn't win the title when City was giving them serve to hold. And this was another rookie championship day decider uh, mistake on my part. There's no world in which that was ever going to happen. No world. They left it late. They left it late. Uh, but, and, and, you, and you do have to, to uh, I guess, do we, I don't want to get ahead of the agendas here, James, uh, but it feels like a Schrodinger's cat situation. You know, would Liverpool have ever scored mm. had it mattered? You mm. know? We'll never know. Right. There was there was too much. Uh, yeah. The vibes were in the air. The vibes were in the air. A Schrodinger's, uh, Schrodinger's Anfield. Mm-hmm. I, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yes. I like that. What would have happened? Well, Patrick, thank you for uh, being a slave to my agenda. I do appreciate that. Because now we can talk about the floodgates opening. Pep's given redemption for overthinking a lineup in a big game. Gundogan. Rodri, Gundogan again in the space of five minutes. The place goes crazy. The Eddie had decibel levels goes just above that of an old folks home. You can hear it from inside the stadium. They go crazy. <laughs> uh, it was a decent atmosphere, James. You yeah, gotta give yeah. It, you got to give it that. <laughs> they get it. They get it once once every now and again. Um, but the but they showed up. And they they were given something to sweat, which makes that, that it's the tension. That's the beauty of the day. Yeah, they're so entitled. Uh, they're like, "Oh, it's title winning day. Yeah, we can make the trip." Yeah, I really do think that was the perspective. It could have been. It could have been. But Patrick, you know, I, I make the I make the little quip of the whole storyline of Pep given redemption for overthinking his lineup by making changes. I, I, I'm gonna get ahead of this narrative. Let's not forget the dude went out of his way to not play Zinchenko. And instead, starting Jao Cancelo on the left, John Stones on the right, and Fernandinho at center back. Yeah. Like, I don't think this can be overlooked. And then the fact that, you know, this is not a hate on Pep. I just think the whole, like, 
oh, tactical genius change in the game. Bernardo Silva was having a terrible game. He puts on Gundogan in the same role. Uh, Mars was having a terrible game. He puts on Raheem Sterling in the same role. It was great. Great to see it. Maybe I'm just being a, uh, a hater, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Cool. I, I think that I think that's just squad depth coming to shine at its most important moment. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you uh, if you make substitutions that win you a title, you're going to get credit for that. Fair uh, enough. And if they had if Fair they enough. had laid if they had laid the egg, uh, of course, he would have deserved every bit the blame. Because mm-hmm. history is written by the victor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, great, great point, James. Uh, for me, it was like he really wanted to give Fernandinho that that little send off. Yeah, that, yeah. That what, oh, that's right. Yeah, was that what it was for? Because it was a cheeky little send off. You can't be you can't be taking send offs for granted like that. Ooh, that he was almost, uh, you yeah. know what that brings me back to when Wes Morgan almost single handedly blew the FA Cup for for Leicester. <laughs> and it's like okay, oh, hook him. Right. <laughs> yeah, he had the uh, whether it was the own goal or they, they got ruled out or a complete yeah, calamity yeah, it got at the ruled back. out. Put on for five minutes and and nearly <laughs> nearly gave it away. Yeah, yeah he was the great. see it out substitute. But anyway, we digress. Yeah. Obviously, this is very tongue in cheek. You know, massive overcoming of the obstacles for City, pulling it back on Villa. All of a sudden, all hell breaks loose over at Anfield. Patrick, it's gone three two at the Etihad. The top blows off. Over at, the, uh, at Anfield, Salah gives Liverpool the lead in the 84th minute. And I don't think news had traveled that fast to them on the pitch. And he's celebrating. He he, he does an Aguero. He thinks he's got his Aguero moment in the 84th minute. Salah putting Liverpool up 2-1. Just another little neat wrinkle in all of this. Yeah, and that's where I was confused. Because you could definitely sense... I had the, both of the games on uh, at, at this point. Arsenal had neatly tucked away business so I could fully focus on this. Uh, and I had both the games on. And you could sense the vibe. Tucked shift. away business? <laughs> yeah, handled handled business. Ooh. Match week 38. Ooh. <laughs> Signed, sealed, delivered, ending on a high. Anyway, James, we're not talking about Arsenal yet, are we? We're talking about the atmosphere at Anfield. And that, no. The atmosphere had changed, hadn't it? The mm-hmm. energy drifted out uh, when City got back. Murmurs. You could feel that. Yeah. So. Uh, tough to know exactly what's happening, but I feel like as a player, you got to know, you know, read the room. I, it was an important goal. You know, they needed to score that goal, but it was a hundred percent like, Hey, you can't break out the worm at the wedding dance floor on the first song. Well, I don't know. James, (laughs) you you shouldn't, I can, can and I will. Then you're committed to a long night of doing the worm because you can't, you uh, can't, you can't top it. This is Patrick. I love weddings. Crowley. Oh, God, you got a wedding and you need me there. Just ask. I'm there. It's that simple. <laughs> He's the modern day wedding crasher in that he won't try and bang one of your no. attendees. I'm just there respectful. to have a good time, watch two people who love each other, experience some beautiful magic, and then tear up a freaking dance floor on an open bar and eat some finger foods and... Well, yeah, I mean that pretty much covers it up. But I love kind of, love kind of like rubbing elbows with the aunts and the uncles. You and, love and, love, yeah, yeah, love love, uh-huh. love love, and I love football, James. To bring it back to the point, that's uh, wow, Patrick. <laughs> we got to give you a big role on this podcast. Wow, that was incredible. I mean, 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, this is my last moment of shot and fraud in the direction of Liverpool and Liverpool fans listening. Trust me. I'm about to get my just desserts. Uh, Patrick, I, this is my freak. This is my beast. This is my everything. I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Someone started a rumor at Anfield <laughs> that Villa equalized 3-3 and it went all the way around the ground. Patrick, they need to study this in labs, in universities, when you talk about fake news and disinformation. In the digital age, when people can go, hey, Siri, what's the score of the Man City game while scoffing a prawn sandwich? One person convinces 35,000 people of something that never took place. It had to have been an Everton fan, a City fan. There's no way this was a Liverpool fan. What's an Everton fan doing there? Just wants to be there to see people be sad. Same reason I go to Rockville sometimes. hell of a gamble. Hell of a gamble. Yeah, fair, fair. It's either going to be the best day of your life or the worst day. And you're not allowed to leave early. He has to sit there and watch the title, Sully. That's true. In the Schrodinger's Anfield version of events. Very true. Uh, Well, yeah, James, and I think the the particularly cruel part, and it's, it's, it's really hard not to laugh, there's several images of just, oh, guys just absolutely losing, just overcome by the emotion of now being... You know, t- like just grown men. It's downright it's, cruel. It's pretty tough to watch in hindsight, uh, but it's also really funny. It was, I, I like you. Those at the, at this point, I I had long since switched off the United game. I was like, well, that about does it for the season. <laughs> I had uh, City on the big screen, Liverpool on my laptop. Liverpool had the sound at this point, and. It just the stadium erupted, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on here?" I see the score yeah. ticker, and I'm looking at the at, I'm looking at the city game. It's like up oh, three two. It's out for some innocuous throw in. What in God's name is going on here? Were you doing one of the? I I locked into the city game like, holy shit! I'm about to see the villa's villa, villa's about to score. Like I was, I just thought my stream was behind or something. Right, I, thought, I know. I thought I know. something was up. I was. That's the problem with being a cord cutter. You yeah, know, you always but, have that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could could I be ten minutes behind and just not know about it? <laughs> Did it's this game happen possible. yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember just watching. Just, I mean, and City killed off that game so brilliantly. It was just a classic. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they, I feel like they kept the ball in the corner. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was, was no over. fanfare. There was no Villa getting close. You always say they're going to have one chance, but they they didn't at the end there. Uh, City did a, a championship job of, of of killing that game off. But I remember watching for like two minutes, thinking like, "Wait, where wins the goal? Like, where's the opportunity? Yeah, we're it was getting like we're corner, close." Was, and I was like, they, "Something happened." It was a very very surreal moment. I am willing to, in my brain, I have it committed to memory that it was in Villa's corner flag. For the last ten minutes of the game, yeah, 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 they yeah. did a very like good job of killing the, the game off. Flag. It was just done. It was a killed game. So yeah, you and I were both sitting there like, "What is about to go down?" Um, yeah, wow, what a day, what a title race, Patrick, and we get to say we called it from the jump. We do, never in doubt. Never in doubt. I, I, honestly, I mean, I didn't really have much doubt, to be honest with you, James. Uh, there was, <laughs> I really didn't. I just the margin for error is so small. These teams combined lost five games all season. 
they're just that good. The margin comes down to, uh, yeah, the two, the you know, the, the the two draws for Liverpool. One more win from City. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. They got one more loss too. Liverpool only two losses. They can't win the title. I mean, it's so crazy. It really is, and they you could see them kind of just soaking in their season with their fans after losing, and you know they seem very to just strange say, moment. Because they seem to be just like at peace with everything, you know? They're like, we did what we could. And, and, and to a degree, I think you have to say they did. Well, yeah, I mean, inc- yeah, you're so right. Incredible season. Champions League final coming up. Their season right. isn't even over. Over Club treble. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cup treble. Cup yeah. treble, yeah. Right. It's that weird feeling where you know you had an incredible season, but you didn't get what you came for. And how do you treat it? And, you know, it should be... It's like instead of a funeral, it's a celebration of life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they were having a celebration of life. At yeah, that's a great way to put it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and Klopp got manager of the season for some inexplicable reason. So <laughs> that's good. The awards, that's, hey, hey, the I mean, awards show is next week, Jeff. Say something nice to Liverpool fans. There you go. Uh, anyway, turning the shot and fraud inward, which is always a healthy thing to do. I was embarrassed. I'll, I'll put my hand up. I was embarrassed at how swept up I was in our second biggest rivals winning the title. <laughs> uh, yeah, a moment of self-reflection. There was no outward emoting on the couch that morning, but I couldn't lie to my insides. You know, it was it was there. I think it, it never went past like an Arthur fist of like fist pumping. I wasn't mm. standing up or anything, but uh, yeah. I was pulling for Liverpool in the end, James. I was. You were. You, you, I, I was. Mean, I don't blame someone for wanting to see history. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think that's a perfectly normal sports fan perspective. And yeah, just know, and I've, I've yeah, Arsenal are so far removed from competing with these two teams, and there's no real uh, bad blood from a club perspective. So I think I've been, I've been able to enjoy this, what is this now, five-year back and forth with you know, Liverpool sandwiched in between right. of two city titles. Uh, but then yeah. I think it was in the other three of the three of those four years, would it have been Liverpool finished runner up and twice just a point off the pace. Yeah. You get to enjoy it pretty objectively. Yeah. And it is, we don't, we don't really give it its flowers on this podcast because I think we just kind of take for granted how good they are. And, you know, we get, we can, we can just turn this thing up, turn it on. It's the same reason. I don't really watch uh, basketball games until the second half. Let's just see what's popping at the end here because we know these two teams are going to be in it. And they, they put on a show always, always. And, and yeah, I, I'm would have been cool to see the quad for to be an English club, even mm. if it was uh, Liverpool. But, you know, I think, what, what do they say at the end, right? Table never lies. I think City are a just winner for me. Uh, they really ran it wire to wire. Liverpool had, I think they were trailing City in points, you know, double digits at some point in the season, maybe up to 15 points they were off the pace so Liverpool really had a miraculous run of form to close the gap on City but City are just that good they're just that good and yeah you know we can we can talk about why that is and shake our fist at, at the at the clouds but you got to give them the props because they just they continue to get it done over a long period of time we talked about how difficult the league is to win it's just it's just brilliant it's just brilliant football and at the end of the day Patrick I just winners, yes, because the table doesn't lie. I think it's hard to say. Actually, yeah, I think the most recent meeting between City and Liverpool 
was the perfect City Liverpool game, like a yeah. back and forth two two, and I think that's where they're at in regards to each other. City ended on ninety two, sorry ninety three. Liverpool ended on ninety two points. You and I witnessed, and I think Klopp knew in his heart. Conti was the Liverpool killer. I think in this situation, you know, you have to imagine those two points would have flipped it, ninety four, ninety three, and the way he came out swinging in that press conference. Um, it was like when Ferguson came out and just shredded the ref who gave Nani the red card in Real Madrid United. You were like, wow, this is pretty out of character. But you found out later on that it was his final season, and he knew that was, a, he was, that was his last championship league game. I think mm. Klopp, in his brain, um, we might have been like, oh, wow, it's pretty weird to say Spurs are still sixth. But he had to empty the clip because I think he knew um, City wasn't going to drop points. Yeah, yeah, and when you um, you think, I mean, I, I I just did a run through. I don't think that they lost a game in the league in all of 2022, Liverpool. Uh, so they were, you know, and that, that doesn't speak. They had a few draws, of course, but they're about as good as you can be. And just no. to know that that's your margin for error. Your margin for error is just one draw in a string of, what, 10 games where you're winning or something close to that, mm-hmm. uh, excluding the, uh, the, the game against City, just all the games around the... Um, the Liverpool City game, I think Liverpool were, you know, 10-11 wins on the trot. Uh, and so they just, yeah, big draw, big, big draw. And then they got, the, yeah, we, we got second life because of West Ham City. Uh, but that was the, that's the difference. And we, we talked about it, what was it, a few weeks ago that, you know, we think Liverpool need to go, you know, need to win out to win the title. Like that's the, that's all that City are going to do. The, all that they're going to do is draw maybe one of these games. And so they had right. to do it five right. five weeks to go, six weeks to go. Whenever we talked about it, and yeah, I mean that's it's a, it's a cruel game, but I think that's that's also kind of what's cool about the the league right now that that to win it you got to be great, and I think that that's something what you know if you're going to be the title holders, you can be the champions, and you know, good on you if that's what it takes. Hundred percent, hundred percent, Patrick. Well, we get to wipe the slate clean next season, don't we? It's all zero zero now, James. <laughs> In with a shout. In with a shout. Well, is uh, AFC Burnmouth coming up? Because if not, I think we might be sitting top of the table, James. I, I regret to inform you, they are coming up. <sighs> yeah. Can we just yeah. call them Bournemouth in the tables? No, AFC. Okay. Athletic Football Club. Second ain't bad. <laughs> Second ain't bad. <laughs> Patrick, ah. Uh, Quick one here before we get to move on to your favorite North Londoners. Uh, on a day when we were comfortably beaten by Palace 1-0, um, I-, I was watching, you know, I-, I quickly flipped that game off, accepting my fate of moving down to the Europa Conference League, uh, only to be bailed out by Graham Potter's Brighton, who, by the way, I've never said a bad word about in my life, and I won't stand for any Graham Potter abuse. Number one fan right. right here. All right. Maybe Brighton fans should learn their history, Patrick. Maybe. I think he's got a point. Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. My early huge free, uh, huge freaky beast of the week. Grand Potter's Brighton. Keeping us where we belong. Almost. In the Europa League, baby. Sixth place. Uh, and James, seems like everything's... Going swimmingly, right? You want to hit the reset button Monday morning. Who? Let's get that season behind us, boys. Yeah, coming into work, 
boom. What was that? What was that article? Uh, yeah. So an article comes out that Rangnick's most trusted advisor uh, was by way of a non-United employee, an analyst at Locomotive Moscow, who was feeding him uh, stats belatedly at that. So when something like that happens, Patrick, you know, if you work in PR or the media, you've just got to shove five different clips of Eric Ten Hag at Old Trafford down people's throats until that gets buried in the newsfeed. Um, what I will say holistically, I think it's very interesting what's happening right now where I think the media and journalists have maybe res- respectfully, maybe just not wanting to create more turmoil for United, um, especially if they're United beat reporters. I think they've let the season end and there's just been a flurry of like articles that more or less you cut between the shit are, are like Rangnick was a massive embarrassment, you know, worst decision ever made at United. He was terrible, like loser, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I would never, you know, the way things have played out, I I, I think it's a hard thing to argue um, in, uh, against, but I think there's just, they've kind of let go of all the nuance and like the blame pie, as we famously call it on, the, on, on Prem de la Prem, that has previously existed. Now it's just like, well, if you're, you know, you, if you can't get a tune out of your players, you, you know, you're, you're a terrible manager. Well, it's just a little something interesting I picked up on United coverage this week. Yeah, I felt it, um, it I mean, it, it was hilarious because I was joking about how I was like, guys, look, you got this, the league's gone. You got this, like, guy that's going to come in and just kind of do an audit. Like, just give punt on the season. Uh, it turns out that was the actual strategy. <laughs> That wasn't that wasn't just it me was, just being like yeah. I was trying to help you emotionally cope with like hey this is this is the status quo just it's not getting any better let's just let's just get a little mental reset uh-huh. and let's let's take some positives out of this um, that can't be I fun think, uh, no no yeah the the way it was described was a free hit Patrick in yeah. November <laughs> yeah. which. Uh, <laughs> You don't want to hear good. coming from the United execs, yeah, like like a like a free turn in Monopoly. Um, that's what this season was in November, so that's always nice. Uh, no, Patrick, I, you know, I, I think on the pod and and whatnot, I've been I've looked more favorably on Rangnick, and I think my moment here is just to say that was always in the context of him taking a bigger job upstairs. And actually having, you know, he's not and has not for a long time been a manager. He's been a technical director of sorts um, and, and, and sort of club developer. So the fact that this consultancy role might just evaporate with his Austria job. Now I'm like, so what was the plan here, guys? Um, yeah. And then and then the free hit just rings out a little a little louder. Yeah, you know, it's a like it's put a very a warm interesting, body in there. Sorry, yeah, very interesting summer. Uh, Ten Hag got a big mouth and a big job, so I'm looking forward to see what happens uh, at Old Trafford. Because uh, the guy's like, talking about an end of an era. Meanwhile, he's got players doing mutiny meetings in the background uh, and just putting in absolute stinkers right before his very eyes. So I am. Wait, sorry, you lost me. What, what, what is this? The the uh, the. They're doing meetings without McGuire. Ronaldo's doing the mutiny meeting. They're, they're, oh, they're yeah, cu- yeah, cutting them ta- out of the decision-making talking about, process. Yeah. 
Um, pre ten hog, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pre ten hog. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have to see what happens. Uh, yeah, and, and it's also odd. Like the I don't think Ronaldo's going anywhere, but he's definitely. You know how movies that don't they shouldn't have a sequel. They kind of leave you a cliffhanger <laughs> just in case you want it. Ronaldo's welcoming of Ten Hag doesn't say he he's going to be there. It's about Manchester United welcoming him. It's not about Ronaldo welcoming it's, him. Um, uh, so I thought that was a little tidbit. I yeah, still think door, Ronaldo's The staying. door is still frighteningly open. It's yeah. a crack open. Yeah, he's not, just he's not committing to anything at mm-hmm. this point. Unless mm-hmm. it's getting into a cryogenic freeze chamber with his son. He wants do to do that every day of the week. <laughs> oh, he'll commit. He wants to make United great again, Patrick. And I think before 2016, that is a perfectly good thing to say. <laughs> I, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, James. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll do a little bit of a postmortem later. But uh, this does stoke the fire to was Ronaldo the problem a little bit for me. <laughs> just getting him in there. Just no no respect for leadership. Uh, just not a company guy at the end of the day, which, mm-hmm. you know, he mm-hmm. could have won a title this year, James, if he just stuck to his guns and such went to a, City. Such a loser attitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, complacent. I, I really didn't want this to turn into a United podcast, but <laughs> well, this is what well, I mean. Time we made that decision five years ago. Let's make it an Arsenal podcast, why don't we? <laughs> <laughs> they gave it a right go. Oh, yeah. They gave it a Job right done. go. Job done. We did what we had to do. Yeah. Um, Pat- in a very, very <laughs> vacuum viewpoint we did what we had to do did exactly Patrick, what we had to do arsenal notching their biggest goal tally of the season in a post-blown save dead rubber game tells me everything i need to know about this group of players it, it all but confirms <laughs> it was mental doesn't it james <laughs> i mean i do think uh I do oh think everton that, was flip-flops and sand and uh beach towels like on the oh beach. my god like yeah uh, uh, you, you see odegaard's goal or he just Literally mm-hmm. passed it, nice in, like dribbled around nice like three, one. four. Guys. Yeah, a couple of scored like that, but clear. But a nice one. No, no, uh, no. I'm not. You can't give a goal of the week for that game. You just can't. <laughs> the uh, fifth. Yeah, but look, it, the, we we talked about it last pod. The business was done. Um, all credit to Spurs. That was an impressive way to to close the season um, from them. In the end, uh, they would have gotten by without the. What was it? Without the uh, the draw against Liverpool they would have been fine if they had lost that game but oh interesting yeah yeah because they did get the two they were two points clear uh but no they they saw something that was uh like they nearly had like a goal difference a complete like in terms of their their goals allowed goals against the net goal difference of a full goal under Conti before Conti points per game up to close to two seems like they're going to back them in the summer uh, which is you know not a fun thing to hear if you're looking to kind of crack into that top four to see if they can yeah. actually build on this. Um, I think um, if you were going to pro do a pro-rated team of the season, Kuliseski would have to be in there. He's been, you know, he, you, you could probably say that, you, that that January window was was the difference in Kuliseski, the the main driver behind that. Uh, he's going to handle the business on the day. Once 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 it was one nil, it was over. You know, there was no there was no sense in hoping for, yeah. for much for much more. But the, yeah, they it was. Ball don't lie. If you want to say the North London Derby should have called it, ball didn't lie. That was the game, wasn't it? And and Patrick, you know, you, I think you touched on everything I've got written down here. Um, scary signs for non-Spurs fans that Kulisevsky, Kane, and Son combined for combined for all five of those goals. You know, it seems like they've got their their trident, their front three of sorts. You know, you can argue whether or not it's as potent as 
City or Liverpool's, but it's it's a trident that seems to be the front three. You know, you pencil them in, no brainer, which is um, what every team searches for in the Prem. Mm-hmm. Um, at least Spurs didn't make it painful. Is another note I've got here. You know, oh, give me hope for more than 15, yeah. 16 like, it minutes. Was, yeah, it was done. It was done. Zone. Right. And yeah. I, I think that in a way is an, a kindness. It did allow me to appreciate the title race. Absolutely. Right. Zero, right. zero up to the end. I probably got Spurs on the big TV. Hashtag thank you, Spurs. Well, we, we can leave it at that. Uh, but James, <laughs> I did go to the um, the stat sheet here on okay. the big three. Okay. Um, goals per 90. Goals per 90. Kuliseski fourth in the Premier League. Son fifth. Kane 12th. Mm. And... Kane, I think, was third or fourth in the league in goals, having only played his traditional 28 games. So I think that, you know, Son, uh, one, one of the best players in the world, for my money, on, a, on the short list. Um, Kuliseski, only 21. So I think he's got plenty of room to grow into what is already an impressive start to his Premier League, uh, you know, his Premier League time. Uh, the only thing that I would say, and I hope that this, this window comes and goes, you know, Kane's 28, Son's 29. You know, how many more years do they really have in the tank at that top, top level? And is that enough to, 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 you know, get past a City or get past a Liverpool and make that other step? They need more reinforcements in the summer uh, They to, to, to take that step. But a, clearly on a day-to-day, they can stand up to the best in the league. And with Conte, you know, probably without argument, one of the best – you know, handful of managers in action in the world today. So they are going to be a threat going forward. Certainly, I think, going to be hard to displace them from the Champions League positions. I was, um, yeah, I was about to say, Patrick, I think the uh, easiest thing you can do in sports punditry or whatever this is, uh, is to look at the table as it is right now and be like, oh, it's hard to imagine this any other way. You know, for like next season, the way it exactly just ended. But I think that is the case here, at least right now. Um, of course, one man does stand in the way. Dan Levy, promising is one thing, delivering is another. Um, I don't think he has a history of disappointing high-strung managers, does he? A checks no. record of last managers at uh, Tottenham Hotspur. So I think for Arsenal fans, for, you know, top four hopefuls, um, let's not bank this this summer quite yet. You would you no. would imagine Conti uh, squeezed a few things into his con his contract, yeah. but and yeah, let's just also remember Harry Kane's going to miss ten games next year, and when that happens, Conti could well and well and truly go off the rails, and you know things could things could unravel for them. I don't think Are that they're saying uh, just the customary ten games injured for Harry Kane. Yeah, no, it's not a voodoo doll thing. It's just he plays like thirty games a season max. Okay, got it. Yeah, and so I'm just saying. Conti could go off the rails a little bit during those times. He's he's been known to do it. They're not going to have a smooth, smooth season. They still lost eleven games on the year. It's closed the season on a crazy run. But yeah, I mean, uh, think back to their loss yeah. against Brighton when he goes, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Maybe I'm not good. Like, yeah, Spurs can drive a man crazy. A little bit of adversity, and that guy's going to talk about how the club has no ambition, and then maybe that maybe that manifests itself negatively. Mm-hmm. I'd hope. But no, you gotta you gotta give them their flowers. They they certainly January and on, it was up for grabs. Um, Arsenal shit the bed. Manchester United didn't even get in it. So that's that's what that's what happened. Tottenham they're tucked in nicely. Read them good night, Moon. See you in August. Relegation race, Patrick. 
Jesse Marsh must have been screening Shawshank Redemption for the boys all week because Leeds have made the great escape. <laughs> Not many picked them to do it. Uh, and it did help that Newcastle was so commanding in the game over at the turf more. Um, but then again, I didn't realize how close it was until the very end. Um, oh, sorry, how close it was at the end because everyone was focused on the title race. There was a moment when Leeds had not taken, scored the go-ahead goal. It was like 1-1 in the 90th minute. Burnley were down 2-1, chasing a goal that would have, you know, yep. Schrodinger's turf more. Mm. If Jack Harrison didn't score the win for Leeds, Burnley scores an equalizer. We're talking a very different scenario. So That's right. That's football. That is, and they had a full, yeah, 20-some-odd minutes to chase that goal, Burnley. Uh, so... Game was what? Yeah, it was a, it was the race that we didn't, we weren't paying attention to because the title race was so good. I, I, I as well, James was um, kind of going back. Yeah, through I this, just kind had of like su- that was surprised it. that it was uh, uh, because because Leeds was because Burnley was always trailing. I didn't. I thought okay, that's done even with a draw, you know. And then uh, I think they got a red card. Did Brentford at some point. So I was like, okay, the draw is unlikely. But mm-hmm. it was, yeah, I didn't, it didn't compute to me how late that goal came in and how if you, if, if you in a universe were not watching the title race and you were just watching these two games, you would have had an equal level of tension and excitement. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And Patrick, on, on Burnley, they go down, they got a pretty solid for a team that had only won, what was it, three games They've won seven games on the season. It was, I, I imagine it was four pre-Michael Jackson, three post-Michael Jackson, which, you know, I don't think you can blame him for Burnley going down. It was the situation he inherited. But no. at the same time, I remember you saying this very eloquently, that if you were a team that just got relegated to the championship and you're looking to hire a manager, who's the first person you're calling? Yeah. yeah Sean Dyche. So... I, I think they lost a little bit of that people's champ element when when Sean Dyche walked away. You know, I, I have no qualms about Burnley going down no, now. I think it would have brought him right back up. And exactly. Now they're in a managerial hunt when... It's looking wonder, like Vincent Company. Right. If you went down with Sean Dyche, you know he's he's been on the other side of it and brought teams up before. So Sticky this spot. specific team. Sticky yeah. spot. I don't know when we're going to see them again. Yeah, I, I don't know that I, um, I, I don't, I don't know as much about the champion, but they don't seem like a team necessarily for me. That's, um, you know, yeah, I guess just like ready to, just like, and maybe they'll play a different style of football in the in the championship. They've been in the Premier League so long that that that's how they play, you know. But I kind of got to think that there's going to be team teams that are going to out Burnley, Burnley in the championship, and so they're going to have to be a little bit more expansive. And maybe they got it. Maybe Dwight McNeil's going to have the sauce and just break out, you know, 30, 30 bad goal season. You know, people have uh, been waiting but, you know, for that. Yeah, yeah. Vincent, Vincent Company coming from Anderlecht. Anderlecht, you know, third in the in the Belgian Pro League. Probably not the the best. Probably not the worst. I don't know really what he inherited or what the expectations are there, but I still think he's probably got. Uh, a decent amount of his, his his looks to get in as a manager before you can really rate him to do much of anything. I think mm-hmm. if he were able to bring him right back up, I'd be very, very impressed with Vincent Company if he is the, the higher there. But yeah, I'm, it might be a see you see you in a in a long time 
again uh, if we had to amend the song specific to Burnley. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. See you in a yeah. long time again. <laughs> Patrick, in South America, they don't see you again. They, something, they say something that I find particularly beautiful, which is, see you in a long time again. <laughs> and I find that just touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I heard it from somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, Patrick, one one last little note here. First off, I fully got on the Leeds train. Even though they are one of United's biggest rivals, I think we can all say we love having them in the league. Electric and I factory. love looking forward to that rivalry. And it seems like they've still got a little bit of spirit of Bielsa in them, even though he's he's long gone and replaced by the Americano. Um, but on the point of Jesse Marsh, Jesse Marsh, there was a video of him in the in the locker room with the players after the game. You know, they're dancing around, celebrating, drinking beers, pretty rowdy atmosphere. Um, someone's got the camera on him. He quiets them down like he's going to deliver an iconic Braveheart-esque quote. And what comes out is just, boys, we're staying in the fucking Premier League. <laughs> zero eloquence, zero delivery of timing. Um, Elon Melier is behind him. is like, oh, uh, that's it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was a it was a classic drunk guy at the party coming in, clearing the floor, just to tell you that he loves you. You're like, all right, dude, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Uh, no, it was. It was no, we were there. <laughs> it was. Um, I like it, man. I I like Jesse Marsh. I don't know that he's got it. However, you want to define it. Uh, <laughs> But I think he's a fun dude, and I'd like to see him succeed. Leeds are a fun team. They're, they're, they're a great advertisement to a casual Premier League fan. They bring the best out of every team that they play. Every Leeds game is just chaotic, chaotic good, mm-hmm. if you're in that qua- or the, 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 the quadrant yeah. or whatever you call it. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, if, with, with Sean Dyche gone, like I didn't really feel much left for Burnley. No. And, yeah, we'll have... We'll have some fun with uh, with the new teams that come up. And, yeah, Everton, we talked about their safety, but they're an institution leads to me. That history is there. Natural rivals in the league. Um, and maybe they're, maybe they'll get a rival that comes up. I'm not sure how the how the playoffs are going to sort out. But, Patrick, uh, yeah, I... Yeah, fun um, to have them. So Fulham are coming up. Gross. Bournemouth are coming up. Equally gross. Uh, Huddersfield, another crack at the big time against... The team I really want to come up, Nottingham Forest. That'd be great, wouldn't it? European Cup winners, Nottingham Forest. Brian Clough coach, Nottingham Forest. Great team with great history. I would love to see him back in the Premier League. And Jimmy Garner potentially getting a, a re-loan to a Premier League club. You know, they're the only team in English football history that has more European trophies than English trophies. Beasts. Yeah. They won the league. The one time they ever won the league, then that puts you in the the uh, in Europe. And then they won. They won the Euro twice, right? And then they that was their qualification to get back into Europe, and they won it back to back. That was at a time when uh, you had to win the league to get into Europe. So either winning the league or winning Europe was the only way to get in, uh, which makes it even more impressive. A little Phenomenal. factoid there for you mm-hmm. on Nottingham Forest, but yeah, that'll be a fun one. A lot of history there. They used to have something called the European Cup Winners Cup, which I think they adjusted for. For ease of expression. 
Yeah, and then after that, the Europeans Cup Winners Cup Winners Cup. Right. It just goes on. Yeah. It, it just it, goes on. It got longer every year. They had to change it. <laughs> um, but, James, I do want to flag, if it's on Nottingham Forest, my uh, my potential hot transfer of the summer, Jed Spence, right back oh. out, of, out of Nottingham Forest. I think he is a not even like a poor man's uh, Tyreek Lamptey. I think he's better, but I think he's just not on people's radar. He's a perfect fit for Spurs. They could be a good fit for United. They might even be a decent enough fit uh, for Arsenal, but I think he's actually going to demand first-team football. And so with Tamiyasu, I don't think it's going to play. So I do see him uh, going to one of those one of those two clubs, an impressive an impressive young young lad uh, playing a Great right shout, wing back. Great shout, Patrick. Great yeah. shout. I think you're putting, putting my, your, nailing my colors to the mass on yeah, this you're one. Yeah, putting, you're putting yourself into, into a great discussion uh, for Crowley Scout and Corner, mm-hmm. which I hope does not overshadow the district, but maybe once a week you pick out a player who you're liking the look of. Yeah, or maybe one you wouldn't hear about too often elsewhere. Well, I yeah, I would, hope you're, I would hope you wouldn't be like, Crowley Scout and Corner, this guy's Sala. <laughs> <laughs> There, he can yeah, go there's... right. He can go left. <laughs> but trust me, don't let him go left. <laughs> Patrick, I got a Dixon's rule for you. Oh my goodness! Yeah, been a minute. The book is binding. Um, and so, Son, uh, let's set the, let's set the stage here. Hyungmin Son tied Sala for Golden Boot. Allison tied Ederson for Golden Glove. Patrick, there's too much tying in the Premier League. Don't you always say, don't people always say, oh, what's with all this tying? Americans already think we're soft as is. There should be a playoff type system, a sudden death to determine a true winner. Now, how are you going to do that? You can't just schedule, you know, Spurs to play Liverpool, Liverpool to play City. What you got to do here, golden boot wise, I declare a game of horse between Son and Salah on an empty net from anywhere in the stadium. It's got like yeah. a all-star weekend kind of atmosphere to it. How how electric would that be? Why don't they have an all-star weekend to begin with? I, I know. I mean, trust me, Patrick. My thoughts went a mile a minute when I was coming up with this. And yeah, I totally James, agree. absolutely love it. There should be an all-star weekend two weeks after the end of the season, and it should be... That should be part of it. You should yeah. settle. If you have to settle anything, you settle anything, and you also have a lot of these little crossbar little, little competition. Yeah, yeah. They should redo like the FIFA, the mini games. That'd be a fun one to do. Uh, F two boys good. have done the that. Car- yeah, the old carousel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Patrick. Well, I I wish I led with the other one because the Golden Boot Game of Horse really was my showstopper. But Golden Glove, constant PKs on each other. You just rotate oh. Ederson and Allison, just PKs. Okay, okay. I could get behind that. Um, you kind of lose me though if it's a three-way tie. It works this year, uh, but where horse works, no matter how many people you got, this one is a little more mono mono. I don't know mm. how many times you're getting a three-way tie for Golden Glove. Uh, Probably put our stat intern on that. Burden of proofs know. on you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess. Hey, sure. Hey, I mean, Patrick, this this is by no means, um, you know, set in stone here. What if they it's had to catch? Like a riff. What if they had to catch uh, fragile objects from varying heights? Grand uh, pianos. Yeah, or I was thinking an egg. Uh, 
maybe it's maybe we just make it simple and maybe they're just different eggs from different creatures dropped at different heights mm, ostrich and, egg gator egg right and it becomes egg. i can keep the going. stakes the stakes become higher the like basically the rarer the egg mm. the more rounds they go so we're dropping the chicken egg first for maybe 10 feet nice soft hands but you get up to like 100 feet maybe it's like one dinosaur egg that was in the uh, in a museum and you really don't want to break it Patrick, I just Googled rarest egg in the world, and it's the Jordan's coarser egg. Um, it's two to three centimeters long, native to India, and it's similar to the size of a small duck egg. Are there a lot of them? Uh, no. Or just the one? I think it's endangered. Oh, wow. So this game would actually have higher stakes that if you went first and broke the egg, you would lose. There would be no rebuttal because it would be out of eggs. Now, on the other hand, if you want to go cost-wise versus endangered rarity-wise, mm. uh, the rarest edible egg in the world is the Iranian beluga caviar. It is twenty-six grand. Whoo! Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. From the extremely rare albino Iranian beluga fish. Man, I feel like we're really getting niche with that egg. What do we need that egg for? And also, I don't know if I want a fish egg. No. I guess that's what caviar is. You certainly don't, Patrick. And I imagine it would be very hard to catch. I think it's the kind of thing that is so microscopic, it would just kind of get lost and swept up in the in the vacuum of, of the sky. Yeah, you need a lot of eggs. All right, we might have to workshop the golden glove one. The golden uh, I like where your head's is, at. It's nailed on. Maybe like a fireman's thing. You're, you're dropping babies just doubt, like... Um, oh yeah what's uh-huh. the word oh swaddled babies yeah just dropping them from the top of the uh wembley arch oh yeah okay Ooh, maybe it's different parts around yeah different parts around the the country or the or, or the city of london hmm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah what if um i mean we're getting you, you tell me when to stop this tangent james but what if they're on the depends london on what, eye depends on what you say what if they're on the london eye okay. and they're on okay opposite ends uh-huh and they have to throw the ball when they're at one side, like the top, and catch it when they're at the bottom. Um, and they're like throwing it to each other. They have to put it on the London Eye? No, so they're on the London Eye, opposite ends. Okay. So that when one's at the top, the other's at the bottom. And the ball goes out when you're on the top, and you oh, have to catch yep. it on the bottom. Got it. And you just go around in that circle, and maybe we just take the the freaking lame safety mechanism off there. And we just really just see how fast this thing can go. There's, I mean, this has proved there's just a million different ways we could do it out there. Uh, right. There's right. The, there's like, I good, think the first good suggestions like mine. And then, you know, there's the, the London eye one, but the point is there's a whole lot out there. I think the mo- the thing that we most have to do is make sure they only make one of these trophies if they're gonna, if they're gonna share it, share it, cut it in half, and then I think that'll really force the hand on needing to have a, a true winner. What uh, if it was just, you know, classic uh, bride throwing the bouquet to her bridesmaids, you know? Oh wow, yeah, just hand, you, you want to go get it. Five hundred dead or alive. Yeah. Oh yeah, five hundred dead or alive as the laziest call it out of a thrower. They shoot it out of a cannon. Yes. And yes. then it turns into a scavenger hunt across the city of London to find it. Yeah, and you can use your teammates <laughs> so long as they were in your most recent starting 11. And you get one phone call to your manager 
and one to your agent. And that's it. And the prize? You get to serve me a pint on top of the London Eye. And I'll have the golden glove for whoever's there first. You can be there too, James. Maybe it's the both of us. I don't need this. This, this doesn't just need to be my fantasy. So you can be there with me. We're suited up. James Bond. Maybe um, let's make it a deus, a deus of three. And let's get James Bond in there. Me, you, James Bond. And we're sitting there with the golden glove. And we say, congratulations. Now serve us this beer. And he serves us a beer. We give him the golden boot, golden glove. Out he goes. Out we go. We're on our way. I have a build. I would like to be painted into the wall. So they show up, they think it's just you sitting there getting served the pint. And then I kind of morph out of the wall. It's like, hey, I want a pint too. I've been here the whole time. You You should say Utah, make it two. And then uh, James Bond should come in and say, two, never heard of her. We'll take three on me. (laughs) That was Dixon's rules. <laughs> oh, hope you're proudly. People are and that's so what Lee upset. Dixon does on every goddamn broadcast. Yeah. Just goes on to an absolute nonsense tangent, uh, which truthfully, when I'm watching some dire football, I enjoy. Uh, but mm-hmm. during the title race, less fun when he's talking about how he would be really tired this late in the season. Lee does have to pick a lane because I understand there's a lot of self-deprecation at play, but he can't go from, in my day, that's never a foul, to we were gassed 20 minutes into games because we were necking pints and smoking cigarettes the day before. (laughs) You can't have it both ways, Lee. Yeah, the game's either gone or it's not. (laughs) Uh, Metaculture, Patrick. I think we got to give our flowers to Jose. Oh, Everyone's favorite non-manager of their team. Perfectly said. He's won the inaugural UEFA Conference League, and I think it's the happiest I've personally been all season. Jeez. Yep. And uh, the trophy in of itself is whatever, but the clout that he and Roma can claim from it in the form of cherry-picked stats is pretty amazing. Roma's first-ever European trophy. I'm just going to rattle him off here. Mourinho's fifth European title, and he's undefeated in UEFA Finals, by the way. Five That's pretty five. baller. That's five for five. Only person to win the Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League. Um, that's, Maybe ever. I, I, I guess it's the inaugural one, so no shit. But How I many also, people have won the other two? That I, Okay, so list. I think it's just Mourinho. Oh, really? That's my, yeah. That's probably. Yeah, so I think it goes both ways there. And then Patrick... 13 out of 15 in all major competition finals. He's just, he just revels in the big, the big occasion. Let's not forget. I know, I know it's easy to look back on this and forget how bad it was, but Spurs sacked him right before the league cup final. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I know it was real bad. They were down pretty bad, but I'm a winner. Yeah. Patrick, I can't, I honestly, is there a manager you'd rather have in your dugout on a final day than Mourinho? I think Klopp, maybe. Yeah, I was going to An- say Ancelotti, Klopp, maybe. Ancelotti. I mean, it's not a very Pep. short list. Not Pep. I'll just want to make it very hill. clear: not Pep. I- I'll die on that hill. I will. I-, I I I want him nowhere near a final. Yeah, no, he's he's. Um, I mean, maybe 
I really want to see Zidane manage somewhere else. You know what I mean? I just want to see. I don't know what right, he's... Like, how good is he? Yeah, and then he's going to go to PSG maybe, or he's going to manage... Fran- like, he's just... I just kind of feel like he's just going to say, you know what, I will only manage the best teams in the world so that I can I can be good. Yeah, Patrick, uh, my favorite take on the United subreddit was Zidane is Ollie, but he got the players he wanted. It's like, I mean, you yeah, can't... Yeah, I don't even know yeah. where to begin with that yeah. one. Hmm. Makes you think, though. Uh, it sure yeah. does, James. <laughs> It sure does. Wait, I got a couple managers that maybe have have um um is Rafa Rafa Benitez hasn't won a Champions League, has he? He's won a Europa League. He won it with um, Liverpool. There you go. Then he's there won he's, he's won both. And there then has 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 Sari uh, Maurizio Sari won a Champions League because he also won a, he won a Europa League. Don't believe so. I don't think so either. No. Emery, no. No. Uh-uh. Don Unai's got four of them bad boys in Europa. <laughs> They're just printing replicas. Yeah, the city of Villarreal. Mourinho's actually won it twice. He won it with Porto as well. The Europa. Mm-hmm. Oh, wild! Was that before yeah. or after they he won the Champions League with Porto? Uh, when do you know what year he won the Champions League? He won oh three. Yeah, oh, so he won okay. it. Wow! He back to back. Wow! God, I love that Beast. guy. Beast. Love that guy. Um, oh shit! That's great. Good transition here into Beast. Or do you have a men of culture that is separate? Uh, no, I have my beast and my freak are non. Actually, no, one is premierly related. I changed it, so yeah. I, I think ahead. it's fine either way. Do you want to go, go first? Why don't you go ahead? What are we doing, freak first? I normally do beast first. My beast is Jack Grealish. Mm, he was a nominee for sure. This man is celebrating like a champion. He is doing really what I think we all expected he would do. This guy who couldn't pick out England on a map of England is celebrating with his fullest heart. He came here to win silverware. He's won his silverware. Judge him all you want. He doesn't give a shit. He's having a grand old time. I think he's already in Ibiza. I think I, I really do. I think he's already in Ibiza having a good old time Quick there. Side note, have you seen yeah. that have you seen that meme that's just a flat map of the world with the UK removed and the captions just oh thank god it was all just a dream. <laughs> I've not seen that one. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loving, loving what I'm seeing. Um, I, I, I can't help but to really love the guy, especially when he's got his voice completely gone, saying he wants to thank Bernardo Silva for coming off in the 70th myth yeah. minute because he was miles off it. Mares uh, should be just, nowhere near the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he also did the thing where uh, John Stones was turning away out of secondhand embarrassment, and he pulled him back in and said, "Dude, you got to hear this. You got to hear this." And then he that's when he dropped him. the Bernardo Silva line. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Have a yeah. good old time. Get in there, lad. You're getting what you wanted. Huge beast, Jack Grealish. Yeah, if, Dra- if Jack Grealish is the kind of guy who gets photographed for big nights out during crucial weekends of the season, um, you, you can't find any part of this surprising. But you can't no. enjoy it. Uh, Patrick, my huge beast of the week, Robbie Earl. Robbie Earl for not changing his title-winning prediction at halftime. Tim Howard the coward flipped to Liverpool as did Robbie Musto at halftime after St. Wow. City at the beginning of the game. Did you just come up with Howard the Coward? Uh, yeah, it was right there right there in front of me. <sighs> I mean, it's been in front of me all this time, James. Don't sell yourself short. What a brilliant, brilliant nickname. Hiding in uh, plain sight. Yeah, until he puts on the red, white, and blue, and he's a brick wall. But outside right. of that. Right. A little bit of the Clint Dempsey situation going on there. I actually like Clint Dempsey in the booth. Dude's hilarious. <laughs> Give me some of Deuce. Yeah, he does bring a bit of the uh, 
the TNT crew. Anyway, yeah. anyways, um, yeah. So Robbie Earl, good on you, mate. Not going with love the, to see the it. Pressure of the moment. Um, love to see it. Freak of the week. I can we can we can snake this one. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Neil Warnock is on Twitter. Everyone, look out. When a sixty-something, seventy-something-year-old man joins Twitter, you know it's going to be an event because even they understand the concept of clout chasing. Uh, he's doing everything he can to build a following as fast as he can, and that involves posts like. Let me get my phone up real quick. Uh, all, all on the same day, he goes. Here's wishing my friend at Jose Mourinho all the best tonight when Roma take on Feyenoord in the final of the Europa Conference League. Yet another big final for him, and hopefully he'll prove the critics wrong. Picture of him and Jose. Here's another one. Congratulations at Pep Guardiola on winning the Premier League. One of my good friends, and you've proven again you are one of the best to watch. Picture of him. And then one that just says, happy retirement, Mike. And it's at Specsavers. A picture of him doing googly goggles at Mike Dean. So, slightly <laughs> different treatment there, but he is all over the place. Oh man, I uh, you, you you love to see it. Getting yeah, old people social media. Sign me up. Talk about Electric Factory. Never know what you're gonna get. Always gonna be good. Uh, I'm trying to find that. I saw a Mourinho quote James today. Uh, just while we're on it, that I thought I thought you'd love. Can't quite find it. Might you might get spared. Oh, here we go. Uh, this is a great. I found this one to be gold. This isn't. He'll get my beast of the week in addition to, or my freak of the week, in addition to my other freak of the week. But uh, when asked if he's been vindicated by highlighting United problems, he said, "Unfortunately, yes. There are a lot of good people inside the club, so it's not like I'm happy to be right. I'm not happy to be right. I would like to be wrong, but I knew that I was right." You know, just, yeah, that's so I needed amazing, to share a great like, Mourinho quote. It's just like, I wish one time I was wrong, but that's my curse. <laughs> I just couldn't. I, yeah. If I could be wrong, I would love to be wrong here. I just can't be. I, w- I, I just was not. My yeah. actual uh, freak of the week, James, back to business, is Gianluca Mancini. Um, he is a player for Roma. Roma okay. just won the Conference League, as we mm-hmm. well and truly know. Uh and in his celebrations, was caught uh, full on throwing fisticuffs, punching a couple of his teammates in what looked to be pure anger. Look this guy up. He got 21 yellow cards in a 38 game season in Serie A. And I'm sure he was suspended for a number of those. So he got 21 what? yellow cards. What this you, guy is just what? all about the smoke. Big freak status, Gianluca. Why is he Mancini. punching teammates? Patrick, have you read into this? Have you, have you dipped below the surface on this one? A little bit, James. Uh, there's a lot of. It's too early to know, right? We don't know. We're just we're just piecing together the puzzle here. I think something that is interesting, though, uh, in both instances, it looked like people were touching his head, and I think that might be one of those things where maybe he's a hair guy, uh. or he doesn't like people touching his head, and the teammates know it, and they just are messing with them, and he just has a complete no nonsense policy, which would be a, I mean, would be backed by his yellow card record. So maybe that's what's going on, but it's. it's they're, 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 go watch the videos. I mean, he's not, he's not, um, he's throwing one or two punches. He's not wailing off and, and squaring up, but he's, he's sending a clear message. And we're talking within 10 seconds of the final whistle, mm. somebody jumping on him and him throwing hands. Like, no, no room for joy. You're not touching my head. Kind Jeez. of thing. Yeah, pretty wild stuff. 
Freak is as freak does, Patrick. It's been proven so many times here on well the pod. Said. Um, Chelsea Stadium attendance, my secondary freak. Pitiful. Pitiful send-off. Stanford Bridge, what are you guys doing? Just just get out of my sight already. Mm-hmm. It's done. I'm done with you guys. Basically, city before city was city. Um, can't even fill out your home stadium. Mm. Plastic chasers. There's nobody here. There's nobody here. Just like the old days. There's nobody here. Well done. That was my favorite chant of the season. Well done. Actually, no. Dewsbury Hall. <laughs> Alanga's got to be in with a shout. Alanga's... I mean, Dewsbury Hall's just too good. Because Dewsbury Hall's well, for it's just a great everybody. Song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... it's um. Alanga's probably the most creative. That one, that song wrote itself. Yeah. The Dewsbury Hall one. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay. Goal of the week, Patrick. James, you know where I'm going with this. Ilkai Gun to one second, baby. Aguero Mm 2.0. Calling it here first. Um, Also, probably not even close to first. Uh, But it was just, it's the moment. It's the moment in a, in a, in a, in a, Title that seemed, maybe it moved, uh, and then for a, it's such as also. I mean, the atrocious defending, like on merit alone, this, this is nowhere near goal of the week. But you know, it's just a classic city goal, uh, just a, a beautiful ball from De Bruyne, walk the ball into the goal. You know, defense goalie looking at each other like oh, what yeah. just happened. It's just classic. It was fitting, and you know, what was it with with with. 82nd minute or something, whatever it was, you know, less than 10 minutes to go, winning the title. I guess you can't ask for more. They've already got it, City, but that was about as good as it gets for a title-winning goal. If you're going to go with a moment-based goal, which I think we did last week, um, this is the granddaddy of, of them all, is it not? So, yeah, mm-hmm. can't argue that one. I want a different route, Patrick, uh, a little more hipster. I'm going Jamie Vardy against Southampton in the forgotten game, the game that nobody watched. And I am here to give you a little bit of detail in the sense that there was a vintage Vardy goal. And this one also has a little sentimental twinge to it because I don't know how much longer we're going to get Jamie Vardy week in, week out in the Premier League. Um, He's already had extremely limited performances this season, but this was a smooth Leicester breakaway. Harvey Barnes started it. They've got numbers. They're running something like a three-on-three. Over the top to Vardy, who just wheels away. He's still got the pace. Beats a defender. Clean finish. It's it's just a joy to see. Reminiscent of when he broke the uh, goal-scoring record that year. So, Jamie Absolute Vardy legend. Having a party. Legend of this last, um, you know, this little era of Premier League players. Still 15 goals, James. In just the 25 matches, but the 25 matches is probably, um, you know, what we're what we're more concerned about with um, with Vardy here. Yep. So uh, maybe we see him at the Emirates, James, for some cameos. Mm. Maybe we do. Mm. Maybe we in do. FIFA, yeah. Maybe we do. It's also been um, written about on publications that uh, should not be taken seriously. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah. maybe. Who's to say? Who's to say? All right, then. Last. Oh, no. No district. There's nothing to district unless you want to talk Champions League final, which I am seriously considering a very unhealthy bet on, as you know. That is true, James. Well, why don't we talk about it? So the Champions League final, 
let's just let's just talk at a high level here, James. I don't see I don't see Liverpool losing this game. Nope. Uh, no shot. Spanish teams perform well in these finals. Fair enough. Real Madrid, they got the legacy, got the pedigree, yada, yada, yada. I just see a Liverpool team who says, you know, who just takes out all of their pent-up frustration in extreme class. 100%. In one final game. Uh, it will be these uh, these cup finals... They don't. There's, there, there tends not to be a lot in them, James. And in fact, in the last five European Cup finals, no team has scored more than a single goal. So I would expect this to be a low-scoring affair, at least a close affair. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, one of those classic like three-two games, which yeah. actually was kind of similar to the. I think it was three-one when Liverpool played Madrid years ago. Uh, but Liverpool's also got revenge on their mind. I think they're taking care of business. I think they're taking care of business within the ninety. And so I am locking Liverpool to win within 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's a caveat here to these bets now that we're in uh, extra time range. Plus 105, James. I'm getting a little bit better than even odds. And I'm locking Liverpool to end the season on the cup treble. Yeah, Patrick, this is going to, you know, if Real Madrid eke it out on Saturday, this is going to reek of British exceptionalism from us and our part and and oh yeah it will not age well so but even still i i don't see any other way this plays out you saw how liverpool ended their season you know frustration on not getting the title but knowing there was one more to go to wrap up a regardlessly historic season so yeah um i discuss we'll have to discuss their place in history if they pull this this might have to because it's an interesting conversation might have to. I mean, there's different rooms in the halls of history, some more important than others, but we'll have to discuss. Um, I keep I, the Van Goghs in the same rooms as the no-names. <laughs> Go to the Getty. Sometimes, if it's curated yeah, the one next to the, Yeah, the one next to Starry Starry Night, less line, just as pretty. Okay. And that's, that, that's how I navigate art museums. And that is how we end Prem de la Prem season 2021-2022. Folks, we got a two-parter on our hands. This was your classic recap plus Seggies episode. Uh, in about a week or so, we're going to do an awards-themed look back on our 20 teams. We know you guys like it when we dive into little pop culture themes and references and whatnot. Do a little top-to-bottom reflection. Maybe some special guests. Maybe some fantasy flowers. Um and then we'll get in our workshop. We'll get to work. Patrick and I will start fine-tuning some things we want to do for the upcoming mm-hmm. season because mm-hmm. like the alphas that we are, we are always looking ahead to ways we can improve. <laughs> Patrick, anything to say? No, James. I think you covered it with the, the whole alphabet. Right, that's that. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.